Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Missing Piece. We got a fun one for you today. Welcome back, everybody. Now, what we're going to talk about today, it's a sneaky little... What do you want to call it? It's a sneaky little self-sabotager that most people won't think of when they think about fitness, but it's something that needs to be removed and it needs to be removed, not just for fitness, but just like everything else, removing this little mechanism that's stored in our brains will improve your relationships and will basically improve the quality of your life overall. So before we get into that, Make sure you head on over to missingpeacepodcast.com. See what we got going on online. See what's going on with our anti-diet coaching group. See, join our join our free Facebook group where we do trainings all the time. Jump in there, interact with us. Um, you can see our Insta handles and every everything else you need to see what we got going on. You can go to our website too. We have a website. I think it gets... Hundreds of hits <laughs> every single month, but it does get some good downloads. Yeah, yeah. some of the yeah, you know, some of the free resources course and, and yep. strength training programs. And no stuff. doubt, no doubt, no. The website still has some functionality, but it's it's just funny that we just have to give it a little bit more tender love and care. One day, one, <laughs> one day. But for right now, you're in the right place because I feel like the podcast is where you can most accurately um, get to know us. Get to know us. So. Yeah. Anyway, I got to tell you, I'm kind of hooked now with your intro. Oh, yeah. So I didn't I didn't even tell Andrew what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he just so. said, I'm not telling you. We're going right in it. But <laughs> I'm telling you, you got me captivated now. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just here. Angie was at the house working and I'm here at the office working all day. And um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about today. And so I was just heading outside into our little co-working space here, taking some laps. And I'm like, man, this is so like, and actually, so actually what happened was an old conversation an old story popped into my head and it just absolutely clicked with a bunch of stuff that we're learning now. Yeah. A, a conversation you and I had or just, a, um, you were a part of it. It was a conversation oh. with my man, Jason Waldron, Waldron brothers, woodworking. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he makes stuff out of wood, right? It's really cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. Waldron brothers, woodworking. So there, there's a shout out, but, um, so what he does, he makes all sorts of like artistic pieces, but he also makes furniture and custom built furniture. And he does a lot of it out of reclaimed wood. And, you know, so he'll like go into your house and he'll make something that fits into your space. And he works in Chicago. So there's all these like funky old nooks and crannies and all these old apartments or condos or whatever. And he'll throw a bookshelf in a random corner or he'll make it, you know, an entertainment center or whatever, whatever he does. Right. Yeah. I love how he did the little, would you call it? It's not an island, but in their own kitchen where it was a very like kind of tight space. I don't think he would have done anything else, but maybe put a shelf there. And then he did like a little bar coming out of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, not really, but uh, imagine a built in like yeah. bar space. It's really cool. Yeah. So he does cool stuff. Yeah. And it looks like art, which is why I liked it. Mm -hmm. And he was over at our house. Um, I mean, this is back, you know, this is probably a year ago that the, we had. Wait, is this when we had our play date with their nephew? Uh, maybe, maybe it was before that. That was a fun, fun yeah. day. Maybe, maybe it was older than that. But, um, 
anyway, so we were talking business, we were talking shop, you know, comparing notes as business owners do. And in, I was asking him about his like, kind of like sales marketing process, like that sort of thing. Right. Like, how do you, how do you even quote something like that? Somebody says, I have this weird random space and I want you to build an entertainment center there. How, and, and you're going to go get this reclaimed wood and finish it. How do you even quote that? Right. Between labor and cost. Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, he was, you know, kind of just saying like, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's all these factors that go into it. And that part, I don't even really remember. But what he did say is he's like, yeah, this, this one guy, like I'm quoting him this huge customized piece. Um, and he goes, can I get an itemized breakdown of that quote? And Jason's like, well, he's like, I don't know what to say. Like you don't have an entertainment center now. I'll do my thing. And then you will have an entertainment center <laughs> or whatever it was. Right. Like, what do you mean? Itemized quote. And, and that's what clicked with me today is that so many people are, I mean, maybe they know it logically, but they're not aware that the sum, wait, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. They, they don't count their own human energy and their own human touch. And they're in, you know, that's probably why, as we know, the world is a mirror of your internal beliefs. So if you don't believe in the value of your own human energy and your own, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, you're not going to believe in somebody else's and you're going to ask for something like an itemized bill on a piece of labor. Right. And, you know, so what I mean by that is, yeah, I guess you could look at how much every single screw costs. You could look at how much every single piece of wood costs. You could itemize out the exact amount of lacquer. (laughs) You know what I mean? You could, you could look at the fact that he used a $5,000 saw that's good for 10 years and he used it for this four hours, hours on, on this job. So therefore it was this fraction of the life cost of that saw. You could do all these things. You could, you could take into account the, um, you know, the percentage of his, um, garbage and recycling bill where he had to throw out all the scrap pieces that he cut off, but you're not going to do that. Cause that's freaking ridiculous. Right. Because those are those things altogether. They're not what's going to get you an entertainment center. What's going to get you an entertainment center or your custom piece of furniture or whatever is the human touch is the energy that he's going to put into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A human being. And this is crazy. Like science, science knows a lot. (laughs) We understand a lot at the cellular level and all this stuff. Right. But a human, we, we understand that we're made up of cells and, you know what I mean? We we know what we're built of at a cellular level and we even know how those cells interact with each other and we know what they build up into. But it's really hard to define the actual life force. We we yeah. actually don't know. We don't know the difference between what makes some, one person's heart beat and one makes and, and one person's heart just stops beating one day. We don't really know. You know, that life force is unaccounted for. And so the point is if you find yourself keeping score, you know what I mean? You keeping score of every little thing again, that's a projection of what's happening internally. And that means you are keeping score with yourself and you have, you're undervaluing Mm -hmm. your own touch that you put into the world. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're undervaluing your own energy, your own life force that you contribute. And if you don't value yourself, of course, you're not going to value anybody else's life force. And then you're just going to go through life being freaking miserable, thinking that every single penny needs to add up or every single score needs to be, you know, tied or like yeah. whatever it is you think. And that's crazy. 
you know, I mean, it's not crazy. It's common, but it's when you, when you back it out like that, like think about all the things that could be broken down. You know, if we go back to the gym, I don't know that I ever had a client come in and be like, okay, this is a $400 barbell. I'm going to use it three times a week. You're going to have to replace it in six years. (laughs) I'm going to stand on your floor that costs, you know, $50 $50 a square foot and you're going to have to replace this floor every four years. And so therefore my gym membership should cost this much. That's not what happened. They came in and they're like, I need a place and I need somebody to show me what to do. But even more than that, what do you, what do you, what do we need to show them how to do and show them how to get in shape? You can't, you can't like, you can't you just simply can't do that with, with itemizing a bill. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm solving a problem for you. You're coming in and I mean, let's get all the way down to the root of the actual problem. We could say that you're, you know, oh, you have back pain and, and you're, and you want to lose weight or you want to feel stronger. But like the root of it is you want to feel alive. Right. Right. That's the root of it. Um, and you're looking for someone that you trust that you can feel that you've built rapport with mm-hmm. that is as passionate about their change as they are about the job itself. Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're looking for a relationship, put a number on it. You can't put a number on it because you're looking for, um, you're looking for somebody to get you there, wherever there is for you. And and you know, that it's a process, you know, it's a journey. So you want to be on it with somebody you trust and somebody that you like, but (laughs) what's the number, right? What, what does it cost for you to, to, to look in the mirror and be happy? with the way that you're storing your body, with the way that you're taking care of this precious gift. Well, you know, I mean, what's, what, what's the number on being like, I'm proud of the way I showed up for my kids today. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What's the number? It's got nothing to do with equipment rental or certifications or anything else. You know, it's, it's what do you value? And if you don't value yourself, and you don't think you should show, you don't think that it's valuable for you to show up powerfully. And of course you're not going to spend the money on it. Why would you? It's not, it's not one plus one equals two, right? It's, it's, it's one to the power of a million, right. yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and so there's so many times where we just forget the, the exponential multiplier that is the human touch. You know, um, we just forget that. And, and I hear it all the time, specifically with fitness, right? Where it's like, well, what's this going to cost me? Um, it's going to cost this much for a gym membership. It's going to cost this much for personal training sessions. It's going to cost this much for new gym clothes. I don't know. Or, or how about this? Like, well, eating healthy is expensive. I was going to say, right? yeah, how <laughs> like, much they like, say they have to spend on food like, to which eat is, healthy. Which is a myth, by the way. You know, I mean, you can, abs- like, you can absolutely eat high protein or whatever. For, but that, that's besides the point that it's a myth. But you look at the, what does it cost? This is what it costs. This is what it costs. It's like, no, that is not what it costs. If you, if you were looking for an exact outcome, grass fed beef for nine ninety nine a pound plus gym membership for $49 a month plus personal trainer for $75 a session. And you're looking for that to all add up equally. Well, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't pay you back anything. But if you're like, wow, showing up, <laughs> if you're like, wow, looking in the mirror and being proud and standing up taller and not feeling like I'm wasting my life. 
And then using that as a way to upward spiral and be more intentional with every other area of my life, be more intentional with my career, be more intentional with my relationships, understand how to better, um, you know, spend my time on this earth. And that's all an upward spiral that started with the exponential power of taking care of myself. You start to realize it's, it's, it's not a one plus one equals two. Yeah. It's a, it's a freaking, you know, it's exponential. It's, it's not addition. It's, it's, it's an exponent. And you just can't get there if you don't value yourself. You just simply can't, you know? And so we, we've been talking about this a lot lately. Like everything comes from inside. Every single thing comes from inside. And if you want to pay me a million dollars to get you in the best shape of your life, I'm going to fail if you don't actually think it's worth, if you don't think getting in shape is worth anything, if you don't think you're worth anything. Right, I was trying to say, if you don't think you're worth it. You know what I mean? On the flip side, if you're like, man, I know that if I got my shit in order, I know that if I started watching what I eat, I know that if I started getting in shape, I would have more opportunities in life. I would actually live the life I want to live. I would feel the way I want to feel in my life right now. I would, I would have more opportunities in my career. What's the price tag? I mean, it's not a million dollars, right? But it's, it's probably more than the, you know, 79 a month or 39 a month you're paying for an app that you don't use. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you might be more willing to not nickel and dime at that point. And you, you, it's one of those things where it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And you start seeing it everywhere in the world. You know, people talk about, those that line of clothes is expensive and not worth it. You know, that paying, paying, paying that much for the brand on the t-shirt, you know, is a waste of money. No, it's not. (laughs) Not if if you, not if you like the way you feel in that shirt, you know, no, it's not, not to me. And you'll see, you'll just see this process just erode people. Why would I buy the hundred dollar shirt when I could get the same one, and the off brand for 40. And I'm I'm not saying like I only wear name brand. I'm not I'm not saying I'll never buy it. Like no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm not looking for It's just you're saying pay attention to people's language mm-hmm. and the way that they project themselves. Mm-hmm. Because really whatever they're saying is is a deeper rooted part of who they think they are. Yeah. That's what you're you're saying. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when you get down to what you just said, like yeah, and, and, and so part of the call we did <clears throat> for, our, for our private clients this last weekend was, was a lot about inner reflection and stuff like that. But, but one piece of it was about your environment. And you have to, it was about how if you want to go in this direction, right? you want to you wanna, you wanna map out your life and you want to go absolutely just live the desires of your heart. You have to do one of two things with your environment. You either have to change your environment and get with people who are going to level you up or, you know, like basically be the dumbest person in the room if you want to get smarter, right? Hang around with people that are smarter. Um, So change your environment or you just have to be aware of how your current environment, because you can't change every single environment, right? But be aware of how your current environment might be affecting you so that you can keep a strong enough frame 
in order to make sure it serves you to make sure. Well, yeah, just to be able to reject like that negative stuff that might subconsciously seep into your mind. People make you feel stupid about how you spend your time or money or life. And if you have a strong enough frame and you're very intentional and you know why you spend your time, money and life the way you do, that's how you're going to have a strong frame. That's how you're going to be able to reject whatever else people are trying to project onto you. (laughs) You just got to, you just got to get that out of there. Get get that shit out of here. I don't need it. You know, but if you're unaware, there's no way you can have that strong frame and those things will come into your brain. Yeah. Well, at the beginning you were, you opened it with saying self-sabotage. So are you kind of coming like full circle with it when you're in those types of environments that those Types of conversations or things that are projected on you could be a reason for self-sabotage where you think that, you know, like you feel what you're doing is the right thing and it's what makes sense for you and it's what brings you that inner joy. And then people come at you with their yes. whatever shit they're bringing you. And that could be where the self-sabotage comes in. If Yeah. So the self-sabotage. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 obviously internal. Um, so if you're unaware the self if, if you're unaware of the issue, the self-sabotage is going to come in the form of keeping score and feeling anxious or nervous about yeah. anything that doesn't add up precisely. You know what I mean? Right. The way that we think it should. The way that we think it should. The way that we think it should, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, using an example, I dropped 20K on a coaching program a couple of months ago. It's, it's not my favorite. I'm not in love with the purchase. Right? Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And now I'm like, damn it. Like, but also there might like, I'm not looking, I wasn't looking to spend that money and then make that money exactly back. I was looking for a force multiplier, right. you know, and I still believe I'll actually find that in there. I still believe I've gotten actually probably that much out of it to begin with already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it'll add up. But if I was, but if I had found myself beating myself up like, oh, man, you wasted that money. You're so stupid. This and that. Keeping score. Well, that's if that's how I'm processing internally, there's a very good chance that that's how I'm processing all my relationships. Oh, this person, I always have to go to them. They never come to my house. Oh, we always have to go to their rest, their favorite restaurant. Oh, you know, their entree was $5 more and they asked to split the bill evenly. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. If you find yourself keeping score like that, you might want to look internally and be like, man, <laughs> what's really going on here? Yep. What What are my expectations and how do I value myself? How do I value my and I'm not I'm not saying, you know. I'm not saying there's never a place for like sound numbers to add up. That's not what I'm saying, you know, but, you know, I'll, um, I was going to throw another example out, but yeah, I'll, I'll just use that one. So like when, when we were moving down here to Texas, we had movers come to our house, pack up our stuff and move it down here to Texas. Right. I don't know the square footage of our house in Chicago, but it was big. It had a basement. It had four, it had four bedrooms, right? It had four bedrooms, three bathrooms and a basement. Like it was a big house. And both my dad and my stepdad were like, well, you know, there's a cheaper way to do that. Right. Like, you know, like you could, you could get like, you could get, uh, you could get a U-Haul. You can drive it with your license up to this size U-Haul. And I think it was 40 something foot. I don't know. And you know, blah, blah, blah. In that way, you don't have to pay the movers. You don't have to pay the, the fee to drive it down to Texas. You just drive it down there yourself. I'm like, 
Are you kidding me? Like, are you high? What world are you in that you think that would be worth my time and energy when I have two little kids and a business that I'm trying to grow? On top of all the other changes that come with moving, you think I'm going to, what, what, invite buddies over for pizza and beer if they help me load a truck? Like, no freaking way. And, and I don't know why either one of them said that because neither one of them are very scarcity-minded people. Yeah, not at all. You know, but like I was maybe just old-fashioned. And then there's my dad who was like, that was the best decision you could make. <laughs> yeah, I just, how would I waste my, like, so yes, I was spending, uh, you know, I could have saved... He's like, Seven. you and Polly don't have time for that. You're running a business. <laughs> maybe I could have saved seven thousand dollars if I maybe. Done, maybe, maybe if I would have done it myself. But I would, have, I, I would have set myself back weeks on work, weeks. And probably most of our shit would have shown up broken anyway. Because I don't know how to load it. Because I'm not a professional mover. I don't know right. how to load the truck. So, you know. Anyway, that. That was like one little odd example, like, again, for people who aren't necessarily scarcity minded, but it was one example where if I didn't have a strong frame of like, hey, this is how I spend my time. I work out. I spend every day with my kids as much as I can. I am growing the shit out of my business as much as I can, because this is what's going to provide the support for my family. If I didn't have that strong frame. And then those suggestions came in like, hey, man, you could do it cheaper. You'd start you, second guessing You start second guessing yourself like, man, am I an idiot? What, what am I doing? You know, is this a bad decision? But it didn't matter, you know, and, and neither one of them had, I mean, anything else to say about it. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Well, I'm just going to do it this way. And that was it. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, that, that was it. So it's like, hey, that's the self-sabotage is not being aware or if you find yourself having that conversation, that's number one is the self. If you find yourself having that conversation about every single decision you make, thinking it needs to add up, you're probably keeping score and you're probably undervaluing your own human energy and human value of that energy that you can put out into the world. Yep. And if you are aware, then if you, yes. Yes. So if you're doing it internally, you have a belief system, or if you're not aware, you're going to let other people's belief systems seep into you. But once you're aware, you can create your own frame, and you can reject the whole scorekeeping nonsense to begin with. Cool? Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>